Okay, hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovations in Education, eSchool News' podcast on the latest and greatest happenings in K-12 EdTech this week. I'm Kevin Hogan, and I'm glad you found us. This week, we highlight some of the most pressing issues facing education leaders, closing learning gaps, finding appropriate funding, and most importantly, keeping campuses safe all through the use of EdTech. This is eSchool News, after all. So let's get started. Starting off, Amita Jain, she's the co-founder and CEO of Readability, writes about how advances in artificial intelligence and machine learning technology provide significant potential to support the kind of highly personalized instruction that can close reading gaps. The title of the article is, K-12 Staffing Shortages Threaten Reading Instruction, AI Can Help. And you can find it up on the homepage at eschoolnews.com in the top stories this week. Here's an excerpt. She writes, AI-driven technologies aren't designed to replace teachers, but they can support personalized reading instruction when teachers can't. In essence, they extend a teacher's presence and ensure that every student has a personal reading tutor. She uses this example. As students read text aloud, AI-driven tools can provide real-time assessment and feedback on their reading skills, prompting students correcting them when they get words wrong, and even encouraging them like an actual teacher would. One student who was on the autism spectrum read painfully slowly right before COVID. She says he was reading probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 40 words per minute. Once learning shifted online, he was a totally different kid. The reason? The child's mother had been using an AI-based reading tutor while he was stuck at home. His comprehension went from an early first grade level to an early third grade level, and his confidence obviously improved as well. She goes on, at a time of enormous challenges, schools need help. Technology offers a solution. Even as schools face daunting staffing shortages, these hurdles don't have to prove detrimental to reading instruction. With AI, we can extend the reach of every teacher making it possible to scale personalized learning across an entire school or district, closing the gaps in reading skills, and giving students the foundation they need for success in all subjects. I have to say, this is something that, to use the parlance of uh, these days, something that's trending, this idea of AI and the use of bots and technical personal assistance for children seems to be being baked into most every technology, and, and I think it's a great thing. Next. Carrie Stewart, she's the co-founder of Afton Partners, makes the case that it's time to permanently increase education funding and that the ESSER spending proves it. It's posted under that very headline up at the newsfeed at eschoolnews.com. She writes, in the last two years, an unprecedented increase in funding has flooded into schools around the country, courtesy of the elementary and secondary schools emergency relief package, another great education acronym, ESSER. While ESSER's primary intent was to help mitigate the effects of COVID-19 on schools and students, it may also be illuminating a much bigger truth. What if the lesson we are supposed to learn from ESSER isn't about the power of one-time relief or struggles to spend it, but instead about the necessity of an increased recurring investment in our schools that educate those who have been historically underserved? The provocative essay goes on to provide a very strong argument. Here's a little more. This will not be an easy or simple change to make. The federal government would need to reinvigorate its push 
to make permanent and substantial increases in recurring Title I funds for schools. While this would undoubtedly face an uphill political battle, doing so would alleviate the challenges created by Esser's one-time nature and allow school systems to consider the kind of long-term investments necessary to make memorable change. Simultaneously, states must begin to invest the time and resources to build the knowledge and skills necessary to spend increased funding. They likewise must be unafraid of the political challenge of pursuing adequate funding, which at the state level often entails undoing a deeply ingrained school funding formula that relies on property taxes. And they must leverage data both to assess the current gaps in funding and to determine what their ideal funding would look like. This piece is chock full of some really cogent ideas. I may not be holding my breath (laughs) on seeing these things through, but it really is worth the read. Check it out. And finally, when every second counts, there is no higher priority for school district leaders than to create secure and informed campus environments. Having a campus-wide communication ecosystem is imperative. Being able to initiate a controlled emergency notification protocol to alert notify, and monitor directly from mobile devices, classroom audio systems, or interactive flat panels is an essential feature of a modern district. I had a great conversation with Brent Thrasher. He's the Instructional Technology Coordinator at Overton County Schools in Tennessee, and Todd Eddy, and he's from Galaxy Next Generation, about how schools can make better decisions, prevent risk, and strengthen communication between faculty, administration, and first responders during an active threat. Here's a snippet. Frank, can you talk a little bit about your other current security and communication systems? I mean, not not in, in particular detail, but I mean, I assume that there are other systems in place to communicate with parents and, and students outside. Talk a little bit about your current configuration that way. Yeah, uh, so we do have like a mass notification system, school messenger, we use that for text and you know actual audio calls and emails we also have of course you know video surveillance systems a set of security side of things um, and door access systems so those are kind of separate systems and that's something i'd like to see us moving forward is to try to integrate these separate systems where it's not the school's principal if an emergency happens that they have to you know, go to school messenger and send that that alert home, you know, check this to see where the if somebody was, you know, in the school, where did that person enter the school, you know, checking security systems or door access systems, looking up the logs and seeing who's accessed and what. Um, so I'd like to try to work toward a more integrated system. And, and that's something, you know, maybe I've not really myself looked into the G2 secure. I'm, I didn't not aware of that prior to this, but you know, that's maybe something I could, you know, that might be a solution. I don't know if I might have more to say there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Todd, you talk about that. I mean, I, I kind of see it almost as like, you know, the, the Star Trek effect of getting all of these legacy systems together to where you're in this true sort of, and you can use the phrase of artificial intelligence, but when all these things are tied together and maybe there's a message coming out from the classroom that there's an emergency and and it it, it gets into all these different systems and passes different protocols. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of these solutions, not all. We're not a, you know, access control company. We don't do the video surveillance per se, 
we have a pretty robust ecosystem. Our ecosystem currently now uh, consists of interactive flat panels that can be integrated into having the ability to activate an app and then, you know, kind of tie into what he was talking about as far as secure visual alerts to send out messages. We can do daily announcements. We can do you know, some of the things like his system does as far as mass communication, general announcement applications. We have a system called Communicator as well, which is really a robust paging bell, clock, intercom. There's cameras that can be involved. So if you had one of our IP endpoint uh, solutions on a classroom wall that would act as a two-way communication device as an IP speaker and endpoint, it would act as a clock. It would be your bell and paging system. It would give you scrolling alerts to do full lockdown. And it would also have flashes on it so they could have different color LEDs depending. Is it a shelter in place? Is it a lockdown? Is it a weather alert? To give you that visual and audible redundancy. And it would also have the availability to have an option too with one with a camera that you could do actually live incident streaming if there was some sort of event, again, as a active shooter or lockdown or whatever so you could do that if that was something that was part of the protocol of the school, the district, and the state, you know, if that was allowed. Uh, so we have, again, lots of options that could, you know, grow into that system that he just has a link, but then that link could easily be interfaced in with a lot of the other solutions. And that's part of, again, the flexibility of what we have. But to really talk about that as a whole, I think ultimately everyone would like to see just a single pane of glass where they've got one solution that manages all of the entities that they have. We are you know, an open API, so we can be integrated in with other third-party solutions. There's so many different options that are out there, and we really want to be the best and the thought leader in that interact, communicate, and secure space. But we know there's other elements. We know that there's shot detection and vape detection and bully detection and cameras and all these different elements that will all be part of this ecosystem. So we do have the availability to be integrated into those solutions as well. Some redundancy as well is probably not a bad thing. You know, you want to make sure that there is some overlap to if a system does fail in whatever capacity, that there's something else, you know, catching that because security is a key element. It's in its infancy. We would like to uh, obviously continue to move that, you know, ball forward. And we're going to do it with our best foot forward and what we're doing. And again, that interact, communicate and secure, but there's lots of other companies out there that have their specialty and we want to make sure that we are interconnecting and be part of the, again, the solution and not part of the problem. So that about wraps it up for this episode. Be sure to check back on eschoolnews.com for all the latest and greatest news and analysis for what's happening in the ed tech space. Remember, eSchool is always free and always trying to help innovative educators just like you. Until next time, I'm Kevin Hogan for eSchool News.